Welcome to the Life of Christ series 522. This is lesson 11. And uh, we're, what we're going to do is go back to page 9 just for a moment. Just so we can pick up the thought uh, that all of this leads up to in page 11 where we left off. Uh, in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 4, Jesus says, or the uh, apostle Matthew writes it this way, Blessed are they that mourn, or literally grieve, for they shall be comforted. Uh, Luke, in his Gospel, records it this way, because remember again that Matthew wrote to the Jews, Luke wrote to the Gentiles, and Luke says in Matthew 6.21, which is a parallel to this, Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Remember again that, uh, I just want to read one thing, and that's William Hendrickson, who compares to a verse that says, with most commentators, we see Luke's third beatitude reflected in Matthew's second beatitude. You who weep now, are they that mourn? And you shall laugh as the same basic meaning as for they shall be comforted. Now, we went through, and I don't want to go through everything again, we went through and looked at the different, uh, the different ways that this applies to us. Uh, we looked at the two things that happens to us when we become Christians. Uh, when so when we go to that first beatitude and realize that we need to be saved, that we are destitute without God, amen, spiritually speaking, um, and we come to the place where we receive salvation, then one of the things that does happen is that the Spirit of God begins to convict us uh, as we start this journey. And it is an important thing that happens to us because our life needs to change. Uh, if there is no purity, there is no power. <laughs> okay? uh, the power comes with a certain sense of purity. And, and I'm not talking about outward, I'm talking about it. Amen. And so, one of the things that actually does begin to happen is that we become more sensitive. Now, it has a two-edged sword. Uh, because as much as you become sensitive to others, you also become sensitive to the place where you, you know, get hurt and are easily hurt. And I've actually seen that firsthand, uh, you know, people that have come in that have just been rotted up and, you know, they've come in, they've got, uh, got saved, coming to, you know, into the family of God and, they become sensitive and caring, and, and then they get hurt very quickly. And they, you know, you get this almost like, you know, some days I just wish I wasn't this way. And it's just like, don't be, I need to be this way because this is where the blessing And the people that hurt you will be looked up, they will be judged. You don't worry about that. You just need to leave that and move on. But we are now looking at those two areas. And uh, one thing that we looked at, first of all, was the area of us being hurt when God is, is dishonored. Uh, we looked at that before, and we, we looked at Psalm 69 and verse 9, I'm on page 10 now, uh, and where uh, uh, David writes, Passion for your house burns within me, uh, so those who insult you are also insulting me. And that's one of the things that does happen. And remember again that uh, this was a prophecy uh, of what was going to happen when Jesus would go and clear the temple. We looked at that incident in John chapter 2, um, and... Uh, it, it said, in fact, in verse 17, that he decided to hop into the temple. Okay, and said, get these things out of here. You know, don't turn my father's house into a marketplace. In verse 17, it says that his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scriptures and they actually quote that psalm, saying, passion for God's house burns within me. Amen. And uh, the things that hurt God hurt you. And so that is something that does happen. You know, the more sensitive you become to the Spirit of God, the more the closer you become to God the more that hurts him, hurts you. Amen? And it's a thing that happens uh, even in the natural. Hallelujah. 
The next area of mourning that we uh, went on to look at was making reference to all the times when we have been wronged by others, and this is what I was talking about before. Uh, you know, when, they, when you look at it and say, how could they do this to me, you know? Okay? Because you are sensitive now, and you are coming to that place. Um, and um, we, we went through um, some of the, in fact, maybe I'll, maybe I'll pick up here and, and go through it so that we can then get a, a, a consistent thought going. Is that okay? All right, because it's been a little while, it's a break, yeah? Okay, <laughs> right, okay. So, uh, we talked about Joseph, remember again, who was sold by his brothers into slavery, uh, who would have definitely had the thought, how, you know, they, who, how could they do this to me? But instead of becoming bitter and vengeful years later, when circumstances were reversed, and his brothers were at his mercy, he says that in Genesis 50 and verse 20, uh, but as for you, you meant evil against me, but, and the literal text says, God turned it into good, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save many people alive. Verse 21 goes to say, now therefore do not be afraid, I will provide for you and your little ones, uh, and he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. And, uh, you know, we, we very much see the attitude that we need to have as well, you know, with regards to what people do to us. Um, we, we, if we trust in God, then God will bring us to a place where we are, you know, back in a position of authority and back in a place of power a lot of times. Um, and that's the reason why we need to keep a good attitude, okay? And why it is good to be sensitive and it is good to, to be a person that, you know, walks in compassion. Because Jesus, his whole life, he was moved with compassion. Amen. And uh, I think that is one of the most powerful things because compassion produces power as well. You know, if you're just looking for yourself, then you don't care. But if you are, you know, if you are compassionate about people and other people, you will fight to bring in the things that God has promised and fight, you know, the enemy and all of these forces, uh, you know, which is what Jesus came to to destroy the works of the devil. We carry on that legacy now. Amen. And you can't do that if you don't have a soft heart. Because you won't care. <laughs> Amen? Okay. Uh, I went on to say here, we clearly see that Jesus, uh, excuse me, what Jesus meant when he said Matthew 5, 4, blessed are they that mourn, or uh, literally grieve, for they shall be comforted. And in Luke, blessed are you who, all, who weep now, for you shall laugh. And, you know, I said that Joseph did have the last laugh in the situation. And always in the case when uh, God is allowed in and allowed to work on our behalf, which requires us to keep a good attitude and not become bitter and angry and vengeful. Uh, we went on to look at one more thing and then we then we're in New Territory. In fact, even the apostle, uh, the apostles in the New Testament, after they were arrested for performing many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, Acts 15, 12, it says that the high priest and his friends who were Sadducees reacted with violent jealousy and arrested the apostles and put them in jail. And they go to say in Acts 5, verses 40 through 42, they called in the apostles and had them flogged. Then they were ordered, uh, the other page doesn't know. Uh, then they ordered them never again to speak in the name of Jesus, and they let them go. The apostles left the high council rejoicing that God had found them worthy, worthy to suffer dishonor uh, for, for the name of Jesus. You know, this is incredible, isn't it? And we talked about this before, so I'm not going to spend any time on this today, but I think it is astounding the attitude they had, as opposed to the kind of attitude we would have. Today, we would look to go through someone. <laughs> Verse 42, and he says that every day in the temple, in, in their home, 
they continue to teach and preach this message the Messiah looking for is Jesus. So in other words, you know, they didn't change their heart. They didn't get hard-hearted. This is the key thing. I really want you to grab this because if we don't get this now, then we won't get to the place where we're seeing God. We can't be pure of heart and see God down the road. You understand what I'm saying? Amen? Because this is, this is that, that junction, this is that you know, crossroads we come to where we decide whether we're going to be hard-hearted or we're going to stay soft. We're going to remain compassionate. Amen? And if anything, we learn from the apostles that they made the right decision and God blessed them and there's some incredible things that happened. Well, it's because they didn't quit. Well, it's because they decided to remain the way they were. Amen? And if they were beaten, it's like, well, thank you, God. And you found, you know, that, that we were honored enough to get beaten for something that we did right. See, again, as I said before, if you did something wrong and get beaten, that's not the topic of Jesus. That's the topic of the wrong thing. Amen? Okay. A lot of people use that to say I'm talking to Jesus and they, they are not. Amen? Okay. And you know, let me just say this as well. The reason, <laughs> the reason I say that is, it's because, and I need to get this, okay? When you do the right thing, the, the, the response, if we are treated badly, is that we go to God and go, what happened? And we are looking for justice, we are looking for vengeance. You hear what I'm trying to say? Um, and so, you know, we become a little bit that way in our heart. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, when, when you do the wrong thing on the inside, even if we say, God, they shouldn't have treated us, that we become a, there's, there's the Holy Spirit telling you, but yeah, you, you did the wrong thing too. You know, and so there is this kind of tension that goes on and you think, yeah, okay, sure, all right, maybe, you know, maybe I did pause on this, blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, you're not looking for that vengeance, because you kind of messed up too. But if you didn't do anything wrong, and then you got persecuted, oh, that's very hard to let go of. And we really need to acknowledge that, so that when we run into that problem, we are not looking for this vengeance. So that, you know, this, these words come ringing through, and you go, yes, okay, this is where the greatest blessing is right now. This is where the greatest reward is. If I just hush up, and just say, okay, God, that, that one was for you. I took a hit for the team. <laughs> okay, this was for you. I didn't do anything wrong. You all both, you and I know I didn't do anything wrong. I'm not going to ask for anything. Because you said you look after it. So I'm going to stay this way and I'm going to continue on doing what you asked me to do. And not, not sort of have any questions about whether I should go on or not. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Knowing that there is a great reward attached to this. And whatever suffering I go down here is nothing compared to the glory that's going to be revealed over there. Amen? Uh, he's going to say that in a different place, but I don't have scripture here, but that's what happens. Okay? All right, I'm just letting you know. Okay, now let's move on. All right. So I said here, notice that they, they did not wallow in self-pity and ask, why God, why? Like so many Christians would have done today. Instead, they rejoiced and continued preaching God's word all the more passionately. I think that's extraordinary. In fact, in the previous chapter, when they were threatened, they didn't question God, but simply prayed in Acts chapter 4, going back to chapter, verses 29 and 30. Now, Lord, they said, look on their threats and grant to your servants with all boldness that they may speak your word. Notice there's not one 
life through one of those things. Just burning them up, God. Just like, you, you know, because they're in our way now, God. And you know, we're doing you a favor. Can you do what? <laughs> Alright? He's not like that. Amen? Do you know why? Because we were like that one day. We were the ones beating everybody up and telling us the truth. And thank God that God didn't kill us straight away. That God had patience with us. Somebody prayed over us. And then today we look back and go, Oh dear God, why did I do it? I was so horrible that we're apologizing to people. Amen? Thank God they didn't ask God to take us out. Amen? Amen. Alright. Verse 30, he says again, uh, let me just go back and continue talk. So they said again, Now Lord, look on the threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. Obviously they had a little bit of a problem then. It's going to say, you know what, just let me talk here for a second. When somebody threatens you and does something to you, courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage is overcoming your fear. Means you, you, there are fears there to begin with. So don't ever think if you're afraid that you have no courage. No, courage now has an opportunity to come forth because you're afraid. Do you understand? If you're, if bad things are happening, you know, if something that is life-threatening is happening and you're not afraid, then you're, you're a little dumb, okay? You, <laughs> listen, man, you need to know what's at stake, but then you need to know how you're going to do what you need to do regardless of what's coming at you. Do you understand? And I tell you, you'll be sensitive to God as well. You'll be listening very, very carefully. Whereas the person that has absolutely no fear, that you know what, they won't be listening because they don't care? Are you all with me? So always remember that courage isn't, you know, the absence of fear. See, they obviously were dealing with fear. Look at their solution. They didn't say, oh God, we're afraid, we don't know what to do, and okay? <laughs> then you know what, they turned it around, and watch how they pray. They said, God, see, you wouldn't ask God to grant you boldness unless you didn't have it. Why ask for something you already have? Can you get it? Did you understand what I'm saying? So obviously they were having an issue with this. Obviously there was a bit of fear there. And so they decided, okay, you know what? We can either go negative or positive. Let's go positive on this. And say, God, grant us the boldness to do what we need to do. So if you grant us the boldness we need to go and do this thing. Amen? Alright. And then they go on to say, verse by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy son, uh, servant, Jesus. I think it's extraordinary that they can say by stretching out your hand to avenge us, to take out all our enemies. Do you notice what they ask for? They still stay positive to heal. Isn't this incredible? Signs and wonders. Do some miraculous things, God. We want the boldness to minister and, and watch a manifestation of your power so that everybody can see what's going on here. Amen. Alright. As a result of their prayer, he goes to the same verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They didn't speak in other tongues. Stop for a second. Let's stop here. Okay. <laughs> because the last time this happened, they were filled with the Spirit and they spoke another tongue. Let's have a look here now. Okay? Watch what happened. 
receive something just as much as we we receive the Holy Spirit speaking on the tongue, we can also receive the Holy Spirit and be filled to speak the word of God with boldness. Everything that we do needs to be supernatural. None of this is natural. Amen? And if we do it with the Spirit of God, then I can guarantee you that the words that come out of our mouth will be anointed. They will have an impact on the hearts of the people that are receiving them. You're not just being loud. You're not just being, you know, bold, so to speak, from a natural point. There is a boldness that is coming from within because of the assurance of God's Word in your heart, in your life, and it will bring conviction to the people that are hearing it. Amen? Amen. Okay. They were well aware of what Jesus had said, which was recorded in John 16.33, and that is, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. Remember that's the first thing he said. He said, listen to me, out there you may not have peace, but in me you have peace. Which is the reason why we need to keep our eyes on him all the time. But that's what they point about. Next video, okay? He says, in the world you will have tribulation. Notice that? He said, listen man, as much as you are in me, as much as you do all the right things, you are going to have tribulation. Do you know why? Because we live in a fallen world. That will never change. And the other problem is, this fallen world is um, populated with people with wills, which God, God can't trespass. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay, so that's the reason why you have problems. Problems usually come from people. People that are rebellious. People that don't want to listen to God. People that just don't want to do the right thing. Amen. And don't ever see that. Okay. Don't, ever see <laughs> don't ever see that as, you know, God doing something to you and trying to teach you a lesson. Because He's not going to get somebody to do something bad to you that He's then going to judge later on. And say, why did you do the bad thing to them? Do you hear what I'm saying? Amen. They will not get rewarded for doing the bad thing to you. Okay? But you will be rewarded in how you go through that. Amen. If you are vengeful and angry and mad, well, you're not going to do so well. But that is a great time for you to receive tremendous rewards from God. The, the worst situation that you go through, the great reward waiting for you. Just know that. Are we okay with that? Amen. Okay. Again. We can pray to change circumstances. Do you know what I'm saying? And I believe we'll come to a place where some incredible supernatural things will begin to happen. I mean, incredible. Remember when Satan came to attack Jesus and he just couldn't do it? He couldn't find a way in. Amen. So he would use, you know, people coming against him, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, you know, trying to trip him up and all sorts of things. But, you know, when you look at it, obviously we're going to be looking at that stuff. If Jesus doesn't come first. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, every time that he was challenged, I mean, he just pummeled them. That's the only word I can say. You know, uh, they always walked away licking their wounds. He never lost a fight. One way or the other, he never lost a fight. You know? And so I believe, and that's the whole thing that we, all of us have been called to leave it to Jesus. Are you getting this now? That we come to a place and we have that kind of wisdom operating on the inside of us. That there is no situation that can ever arise that is beyond us. But we're not there yet. We're getting there. Amen? Once at a time. Hallelujah. Okay. Back to this. Alright. Until then, we will have trouble. Okay? And, uh, 
And it doesn't mean that you're going to be uh, overcome by this trouble. It means that you need to be prepared that things are not always going to go your way. And know that God will provide. He always will. All right. All right. So, <clears throat> he says again here, in the world you will have tribulation. He says, but be of good cheer. Notice, this is a decision that you make. You need to be of good cheer. You can be of bad cheer. Hello. Okay. He says, you be of good cheer. He says, I have overcome the world. So I want you to notice, first he says, in the world, you will have tribulation, but he finishes off with, but I will overcome it. Amen? And can I just add one more scripture to that? Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Okay? And that's the victory that overcomes the world our faith. Hallelujah. Alright. Now, getting back to this. As for the reason that we are to be good cheer is because of what Jesus says in John 14, verses 16 and 17, and that is, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comfort. Remember again, we are talking about uh, being blessed, you know, in, in this worst situation that you are in, in the times that you are hurt, you are never alone. Amen? And Jesus says here, he says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter or helper that he may abide with you forever. Praise God. Notice the word forever. Never leave you. Okay? Verse 17. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. You know him. Amen? You know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. Now, he now dwells in us. Okay, this was a will be, because he was still out. But as soon as he was across, cross, this became a present uh, realization or reality in our lives. Amen? Hallelujah. Now, in relation to John 14, 6, the full life Bible, study Bible, says that Jesus calls the Holy Spirit another comforter. Comforter translates the Greek parakletos, meaning literally, one called alongside the help. Alright? This is a rich word, meaning comforter, strengthener, Counselor, helper, advisor, advocate, ally, and friend. Oh, I can preach on every one of them. Alright? This is the revelation you need to get. You need to realize that you've got this with you and in you. Amen? And he is there on all of these levels. Now, the Greek word for another is alon, meaning another of the same kind rather than Petros meaning another of a different kind. In other words, the Holy Spirit continues what Christ himself did while on earth. So when he said, I'm giving you a comforter, he said, I'm giving you somebody of the same kind. He is going to continue what I've been doing down here. Amen? So you're not going to get anything less than me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. Can you now see why we're blessed? Amen? No matter what situation we're going through, no matter how much we're mourning over things, we have a comforter. Amen. He will never leave us. He will always be with us. So, in other words, unlike the past, when we had to rely on men to help us today, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us to comfort us, strengthen us, exhort us, and aid us through every difficult situation in our life. And the way this is done on the next page is best brought out in Psalm 23, 
where the psalmist David writes in verses 1 through 6. This is a beautiful psalm. Uh, I'm going to read the whole thing, okay? <laughs> Remember again, we're talking about we're being confident, okay? Let's do the all this day shall be confident. So here it is, okay? Psalm 23, verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, we could just stop there. If the Lord is your shepherd, then what else do you need? He is there. He's looking after you. You know, the shepherd had a big stick. <laughs> okay? And he used it skillfully. You know, anything attacked the sheep, and dear God, the shepherd wouldn't sit there and go, well, you know, God's going to teach you a lesson. It's never what happened. Are you kidding? Something come at the sheep, and he took his stuff, and he beat the dickens out of it. Amen. Amen. Remember David? Okay, come from David. Right. Remember David, you know, when he was going up against Goliath, he said, I've taken down lions and bears and this uncircumcised Philistine is no better. When do you think he did that? When he was looking after sheep. <laughs> Remember the prophet came and said, I'm here to anoint the next king. And he goes to all of all of David's family, all his brothers and go, and he goes to Jesse, you have another one? Because this ain't happening for me. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and he goes, oh yeah, I got a scrawny one out there looking after sheep. You hear me? David said, the Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. Just like I was shepherd, those sheep are going to take the mind and bear from them, so will God do the same for me. Amen? Alright. And so he says, if the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not mourn. I shall not, it's better translated, I shall not go and mourn for anything. You understand? Okay. He says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Notice, it's not in troubled waters. It's not in a storm. He finds green pastures for us. And, and, and you know, can I say this? He doesn't do this after you're dead. Because everybody reads this at the funeral. It's too late. Now this guy is going under the green pastures. No, no. <laughs> it's too late for him, but for you, okay, this is for you now, okay. <laughs> he says, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Are you getting the sense about this? There is a peace. There is a provision there. Amen. And he says, verse 3, I love this. He restores my soul. See, a lot of counselors, all they can do is help you deal with the problems in your life. But God restores your soul. Whatever damage has been done to it, He won't talk you through it. He will literally heal it and restore it. I know of people that have gone through tremendous things that all the psychiatrists and counselors and, and all those, all they could do is help them live with it. And then they've gone to a meeting and God has just touched them. And they, the thing, what they say is, I still remember all the things, but there's no pain attached to it anymore. There's no feeling attached to it anymore. It's just a memory without anything else to it. I know it happened, but it's like it happened to somebody else. That's incredible. He restored yourself. And that's the miracle. And it's supposed to say, He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Notice that he doesn't, that's why Jesus, when he prayed, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. Do you know why? Because God isn't the one that leads us there, and he isn't the one that, you know, says, well, I let you there so I can deliver you out so that I can be your hero. That's twisted and messed up. Okay? <laughs> right? 
Jesus was letting us know that God will never do that to us because people were preaching that. People were saying, oh, you know, God will lead you somewhere just to test you and try you and everything else. He will never do that. It says because he is not tested with evil, he won't test anybody else with evil either. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I want you to notice. It says here again, he says, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I want you to notice that wherever God leads you, it will be righteous, it will be right. Amen. Verse 4. He says, I could preach so much on this, but I'm not. Okay, I'm sorry. It's just, we need to get to the attitude. <laughs> He says, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Can I, can I get you to make note of the fact that this isn't the valley of death? Notice it says the shadow of death. Okay? Like somebody once said, the shadow of the dog never beat anybody. <laughs> okay? You can try, but you can't. Okay? Alright? You need to get this. This is all that the devil can do. When you are God's child, all he can do is throw shadows up at you. It's up to you to, to uh, uh, give into it. It's up to you to receive it or reject it. May I suggest reject. Amen? Anything comes at you, it is only a shadow. Hallelujah. Because remember again, we've been delivered out of the power of darkness. Amen? Okay. So again, he says, If yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Notice, I will. All this for effect, okay? <laughs> I want you to get this. I will fear no evil. He won't make me fear no evil. I have to make the decision to fear no evil. That's why the apostle prayed, Grant us boldness, God. We don't want to have any fear in our life. Give us the boldness we need. Because it's rising up. That we are rising up. We don't want it to cripple what we needed to do. Amen? Okay. And so it says here again, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Notice why he doesn't fear any evil. Because he says, I won't fear any evil because I know you're with me. Otherwise, I'm not alone in this fight. Amen? Always know when you're going into a fight, God goes in with you. He doesn't stand up and go and hold the bed. Hopefully you will remember it's not like that. Okay? You go, he goes. A lot of times he's turning up and you're not. Anyway. Alright, okay. He says, For you are with me, and your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod and the staff isn't used to beat you. The rod and the staff is used to beat the lions, the bears, everything that comes at you. Listen now, and can I just take a moment here? I can't get past this one. Just give me a minute, okay? A lot of times, people are preaching that God's using his rod and his staff on his kids. Notice what David says. They don't beat me, they comfort me. Do you know why that rod and staff comforts him? Because he knows that God is standing guard. He sees those weapons and he says, These things, they've got to get past this to get to you. Do you understand now how it comforts you? You know, when you look out the window and you see that policeman standing outside your door and you know somebody wants to do you harm but the cop's there, it brings you comfort. He's gone and his bullets bring you comfort. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Hey, somebody else? Somebody else? Somebody else? Better not come my way. Amen. Okay, so I need you to see this. That God does see a lot of people say, you know, and, and 
I preach God is love and God is light. Okay. But uh, you need to understand that as a uh, father to a family, he isn't looking to uh, do anything to you that harms you. He's doing everything to stop you from being harmed. Now, people talk to you externally when you're doing the wrong thing. You're not going to get away with it. People talk about you, know, getting chastised you, alright? He'll let you know. Do you know why? Because you're getting out of the light. Because you're going to a place. It's just like a, a um, you know, parent that sees a child about to step onto the freeway. They won't say, oh, well, you know, are you kidding? They will get away from that. I mean, you get yelled at, but you'll get yelled at because you're about to die. Amen. And you know, sometimes God's kids don't hear. I'm getting off of attention. Let me allow, allow me to stand with me and come back. You know, <laughs> we know with the case of David, for example, he sinned, he didn't repent for a whole year. And because he was listening to God, you know what God had to send Nathan? When you read that, it says God sent Nathan to David. Because David was no longer listening to God. But notice, he sends Nathan, and it's very interesting, once Nathan tells the story, David gets all upset, David says, you're the guy. Okay? <laughs> and he, he repents, and he said, I'm sitting against God, okay? Nathan says something very interesting, and he says, you won't die. Which means, that was where David was going there. Okay? The reason that David was going to die was David was losing all of his rewards. I mean, he was just losing it. A year of sin. He just had no repentance whatsoever. Do you understand? The devil was just stealing everything from him. And he was getting worse and worse. And, and as a king, you know, that's not, not a good thing because we influence so many people. Do you understand? So God has to do something about this. And so thankfully David listened and repented. And so his life was saved. So God will do whatever he needs to do to get us out. Amen? But we need to understand that that rod and that staff isn't there to beat us. It is there for everything that comes against you. And you need to be able to go to sleep knowing that whatever comes your way, there is someone looking after you and he's not doing it with a sweet smile. <laughs> he's doing it with a rod and a staff. And he will just beat the thickens out of anything that, ever, that gets close to you. A thousand may fall in your right hand and ten thousand at your left, but nothing will come near you. Okay. Amen? Amen. Okay. Uh, I need to stop here. Can we come back to this? Because I don't want to race through this because this is why you're blessed and why you are comforted and how you are comforted. Amen? Take a break.